This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The following podcast contains violent scenes, hard drug use, scenes of a sexual nature and flashing images. Now there's none of that. It does however feature strong language. So if you're listening with small children, kindly tell them to... The dickheads. You're listening to the Scarf Bagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Oh, great flick up by Alan Armstrong. Hello and welcome to the Scarf Bagara War, the podcast and now live stream for county fans by county fans. Those of you who aren't familiar with us, you're here now, welcome. I'm Nick Lee, keeping the metaphorical seat warm until Bill Williams gets here in about half an hour. But first, I should let you know it's not just me talking to myself, that'd be dreadful. Who's with me, I hear you ask? It's only bloody Ross Johnson. Hello mate, how are you? How are you doing, alright? Yeah, not bad. Good, good. So you're the only member of the show who's been involved from the start. That's correct, isn't it? That's correct. Any right. member of the point left that's been involved from the start, yeah. So in that, in that respect, you're very much the Marquis Smith of Bradbury, except you, you're not a deceased racist, which <laughs> is always a good start. So we, we've had, what, six years of podcasting about County now. So now instead of people thinking we sound like a bunch of dickheads, they can watch this live stream and think we look like a bunch of dickheads. So... <laughs> Who are we to stand in the way of progress? So what we'll do, I think, before we kick off, we'll just tell people a little bit about us and what exactly it is we do. Okay. Do you want to do that? I can do, yeah. We're going to, are we going to get Dave on first? No, no. Go on, you, you tell him. I'll, I'll, Dave can bloody wait. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well we're, a, we're a county podcast that's moved into sort of video form now. Uh, we have guests on. We've had guests in the past like Danny Lloyd, uh, Sam Minion's been on, Mike Flynn, uh, John Kieran's been on. Yeah, G-Stop. Is what? G-Stop, don't forget Gary Stopforth. Oh, G-Stop, yeah, Gary Stopforth was on as well, so that was pretty good. Um, yeah, we just uh, try and get as many people as we can, talk to him. And today we've got Bill Williams on from 7 o'clock. 
Yes, which is going to be very good. Uh, so yeah, D- Dave Espley is also involved with us, who people may know from the Tea Party fanzine. He does a monthly podcast where we go back and look at an old episode issue of the Tea Party. Uh, he's also got the sister podcast, TSBW, where he's going back looking at the Tea Party. And then last year, in a move reminiscent of Tom Cruise marrying Katie Holmes, we brought in our number one fan, Dave Long. <laughs> Tameside, can you hear me? Evening, mate. How are you doing, pal? You good? Oh, not bad, you know, not bad. Excellent. You went to Curzon, didn't you, at weekend? I did. Right, we'll get on to that shortly. Russ, what have we got coming up tonight, mate, apart from Bill Williams? What's what's coming up in the half hour before that? In the half hour before that, we'll talk about comings and goings, signings, that is. Nothing nothing untoward. Uh, we'll talk about the friendlies, get days low down on Curzon and discuss the uh, behind closed doors. Um, and then I guess we'll just talk about countdown to kickoff. It's... What two two and a bit weeks away now till till we play Dagenham? So we'll just have a chat about that, and then we'll bring Bill on. Excellent. Let's kick off then. So Curzon Saturday, um, very routine win. Yeah. How was it for you, Dave? You were there, weren't you? What What was the beer offering like first? <laughs> it was all right. It was all right. Star of Plowman. Good. How much a pint was that? Uh, four quid, I think. That's very reasonable. I was, in, yeah. I was in Manchester on Friday night at a, at a, at a Lions Den watching me mate in a band. Six quid. Oh, what was it? Uh, Prava. No, not bad. Not you, bad. You. I still, I, yeah, I still won't pay six quid for it though. But um, the, the game, the game was all right. Um, like you say, routine win. First half was a bit of a non-event. Um, it took us a while to get going. Once we did, though, we looked really clinical, really aggressive. Pretty much coincided with when they, they changed the team round after about an hour. Um, thought Rydell played well, Collar played well, um, and quickly looks a really good signing from what I've seen of him so far. Because I, I think that's the type of... A lot of people have complained about the strength of the opposition in friendlies, in the friendlies this this summer. But I, I think it's kind of what you'd expect, really. Um, if you look at the Lincoln side last night, it was a... There's a lot of players in that side who were involved in them getting to the playoffs last last year. It was mostly fringe players who've not got as many minutes over pre-season. Um, same with you know playing teams from the league league below. Surely that, that's exactly what I know. When when Jim was manager, he always looked to try and get sides from the bottom of the division above and the top end of the division below in friendlies, yeah. which which gives you a, a good indication. I, I think yeah, because so, Curzon we've played them fairly recently when you think about it in the league. Um, so it's kind of good to see how we've progressed since then. I know it's only a friendly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite. I'm, ve- I'm very confident going into the season now on the back of these. I, I don't tend to look too much into friendlies, to be honest. I mean, no. Is it, what, what is nice is that we're playing Curzon, chop, you know, changing the fir- full eleven almost. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know an hour after the, after, you know, during the match, and still running out four 0 winners, whereas. What three, four years ago, we were drawing nil nil or scraping a one nil win. Yeah, yeah. Just it just shows how much we've come on in that time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking to myself during the game actually at Curzon that you know it wasn't only two or three years when we were you know in the same league, and it really does show how much we've progressed in that time that we're you know looking fairly comfortable against you know Ashton United and Curzon. Yeah, yeah. It just shows how far we've come. Yeah, it does. Um, 
So was there anything else about the game? I mean, in terms of shape and, and things like that, Dave, was anything anything you picked up on or was you too far gone? Oh, no, no, no. It it's 15 staff ramens deep. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-season's not just for the players. It's for us as well. You've got to exercise yeah. that drinking arm. Yeah, you know, you've got to warm up to these things. By the time yeah. Dagenham comes round and then the away games start, then, yeah, you're in, you're in full season mode then, aren't you? But in terms of, in terms of shape and that... Nothing out of the ordinary. Um, we played, you know, played a four at the back um, for a time. Um, Barkley looked really sorry. Well, it was trialist, trialist number six. But yeah, he looks really good, and he looks like the, the type of player that was bullying Mulhern and Bell around when we first got mm. promoted into the National League. He looks like that type of player. Um, yeah. Scored a good header as well, which I was right in line with. You know when. The ball leaves somebody's head or somebody's foot. You're right in line with it, yeah. straight in the top corner. Yeah. Was you, was, um, you, was, you, was you that in line with it that you didn't know whether it was coming towards you or going away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't know whether to duck or not. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, he, he, you know, Barkley played well. Um, the usual suspects played well as well. So um, Ogan Rooney played well. Madden does what he does. Um, as I say, um, Rydell played played well. As did Walker as well. Thought we got some some decent service in to, to the forwards as we you know showed with the with the four goals. Yeah, good stuff. We got a got a comment already from from Jake. Uh, do we think it'll be three or four at the back? Hmm. Um, I think it's just yeah. It just depends. I think you probably answered it there with the uh, yeah. depending on the opposition. Yeah, I think it just depends. But they played they played both so far, um, and we've certainly got enough mouths to feed at the back now. So um, so yeah, yeah. I think it might just just depend on the opposition. That was one of my biggest biggest issues last season was the fact that we looked too dependent on three at the back. Um, when we did when Ruffs came in and went four at the back. That's when things fell apart for a couple of weeks. Um, so this, I mean, with the personnel we've got, we should be able to switch between both. Uh, that, that's that's where you gain the extra points as well when you take account of what your opposition are doing and change. If you can change your system to nullify what your opposition are doing, then that that's where you're going to get those extra points that are going to be the ones that will win us the title. I think personally, I think you've got bigger issues than, than that. Um, than whether county play three or four at the back, Nick. Um, you personally, I mean, I'm, I'm attacking you. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we know that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I didn't talk about other stuff because of all my issues, I'd get fuck all done. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, that'll be another podcast. We'll do a, a side <laughs> podcast about my issues. <laughs> um, It'll be like dark days, won't it? Like Nick's <laughs> issues. <laughs> Um, well, same with the. I know we're you know moving slot slot ones in Lincoln friendly. The changed the shape again in you know on, on the hour mark in that. Or we might have been yeah, it was on the hour mark, wasn't it? I yeah. think. Um, should remember it was only last night, wasn't it? Um, so yeah, it just telling me it, it, it's good that we can switch it up like that. I like I like a manager that likes to switch it up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keeps the keeps the opposition guessing as well. You're not kind of too one dimensional then. Um, you know, um, keeps them guessing and. Um, they have to react accordingly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more excited about how how the attacking players are going to line up because the options we've got there, yeah, it's mental. Yeah, yeah. well, in every position, I think you, you can switch it up. You can you can play you can play almost any any sort of formation that he wants, can he? Play Christmas tree if he wanted, you know, from eighteen eighty nine. Let's go Christmas pudding. 
Yeah. What Christmas pudding. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really good. I think I think I said it on the test screen that we did, if anyone saw that in, in the week. Um, it's just nice to be able to have this strength in depth. There's, there's, there's football league clubs that don't have the strength in depth that we've got. Um, and it's just, I've, I've, I've never known it as a county fan in my life before, supporting counties since like late 80s, early 90s. Never known it to be this strong as, as a squad. No, you're right. You're right. I like how we've kind of upgraded the link up the sort of attacking midfield as well. Because, you know, we've already got Newby in there. And we know Rooney can play quite further forward, but we've got Whitfield in there now. Um, I think that we were, we were lacking that at times last season. That kind of link between the midfield and the uh, and the strikers. So that's good. Yeah. I think if if we can um, if we can go up this season, I think we'll only need about maybe two or three more additions the season to challenge at the top of League Two. I don't think we're far off that at all because there's, mm. there's not much of a difference. If you if you look at the last few seasons, mo- nine times out of ten, the the teams going up from the conference are doing well in League Two. And I think we're better equipped than any of those were. Yeah, we've said it before in previous pods, haven't we? It's the double bounce. Yeah. It, it, it can yeah. happen. Uh, yeah. just, just going back to the front three, or at least the attacking lot, we, we heard that obviously Ali went out on loan to Chorley. We've got a, a comment in from James Lister. Um, gutted that Milenic went out on loan, uh, looked a handful v Lincoln. Um, embarrassment of riches up front. And, it, and we have, haven't we? And it, what, what, was, what was telling for me about the, the Milenic Ali, um, the font? loan to Ch- uh, Charlie was we're loaning play- we're, we're loaning our youngsters to Charlie now yeah two years ago <laughs> we were playing him um so I, I, that, and that's the way it should be we should we should be loaning our players to you know to yeah. clubs to clubs around us you know um local clubs that are, that are lower league and also and uh, it's always a bit of a gripe of mine that we actually we're even playing Charlie at any point do you yeah. know what I mean on the same sort of competitive playing field I think it's a very good move for the font, that is. Purely, I mean, I know we've had our beef with Chorley in the past. I'm, I'm sticking with it. The font, the font is happening. I'd say he's going to be changing his name by Deedpol by this time next year, without a doubt. Um, yeah, because yeah, we've had our beef with Chorley. I know that. Fuck you, Chorley, blah, 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 all that. But they, they do set up well. They play. They try and play good football. They're well coached. I think it's a great, great move for him. I think he'll do well there. I really hope we've got a recall... In the case, I mean, it'll have to be some injury crisis for us to need to recall him. But he—he he, seems—he looks like he gives. He's a bit of a wild card. He reminds me a bit of Darren Stevenson, in that he's there's that there's that rawness there. Yeah. But there's enough to work with. I think. I think Stevenson, obviously Stevenson's injury set him back a lot. Just just as he was starting to look really good, but I, I think Ali's a very similar player. The, the worry is that he's on a one-year contract, so if. So he could do. He could realistically do well at Chorley and then be off. Yeah, but that that could be for a, a number of reasons, and one of the reasons could be that you know his attitude and and the way he is as a professional. It's okay seeing him be, um, you know, with no shackles on a pitch and and playing a friendly against Lincoln and having a few shots and what have you. Where he looks exciting. What's he like in the dressing room? What's he like in training? Maybe they're just giving him a chance for the one year contract. But so also, if you, if you think about. If you think about the um, the whole development squad side of it, maybe it's a case of waiting until we're in the league and then it'll be a proper development squad playing mm. in the competitions. So maybe that's why it is just a one-year contract. But I'd imagine if, if he does well at Chorley, I'd imagine he'll be getting an extension. 
Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I thought he played well at Ashton, Ashton United and Curzon as well. Um, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure he played at Curzon, actually. But um, definitely Ashton United, um, you know, he, he looked really good and pretty much what we, we saw of him last night. Um, it's a good move, though. It's a good move for both, both parties, be- really. We should bear him. In fact, Jake Smallwood just mentioned the exact same thing. Uh, he's under 23. So if he does well there and we tie him, tie him to another one-year contract, then we're getting a fee for him. He's cost mm. us nothing. So yeah, yeah, profit on that. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget as well, this is county. So like Andy Alluel points out, there'll be no recall. Mm. There'll be an injury crisis. He'll probably go. He'll probably do that well that he'll go somewhere like he'll get really. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe Wrexham will sign him somehow. You know, and he'll <laughs> he'll score a hat trick for Wrexham. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be like like Bennett going to Hartlepool last year, won't it? Um, you know, he'll go on loan um, to, to one of our rivals and uh, end up scoring a bag full. Yeah, it's, it's, but the fun, funny thing is, though, that's not the first time it's happened with County, is it? I remember, I remember no, no. going leaving us and going straight to rivals in the past, and it's like, oh, what are you doing? Well, it's, it's, a far, it's a far cry from the day of us having Eddie McGoldrick on loan from City and him being allowed to play against them, though. Oh, don't remind me about that one. It's amazing that that's, that's when we were at our highest level and it's possibly one of the most tin pot things we've done. Yeah. 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 I think, I think it's better. It's, I say better run now. I mean, we still, I know we let, I know we let Bennett go on entirely pool, but it's so professional that you run into it. I'll tell you what yeah. was nice about the friendly last night was seeing Stop there of clearly showing an interest yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the thing that's the difference between some some of these football club owners that are just in it for the, you know for their ego and what have you he, he's a football fan you know what i mean it, yeah. it shows it really does i mean john kieran's mentioned in the commentary for the live streams a few times last season that stops constantly on the phone to him he's obviously got people running the club for him and doing the day-to-day stuff but he's still Fairly hands on, which is yeah, it's very refreshing. Yeah, but not not so hands on that he's being a dickhead. You know what I mean? Like di- dictating, <laughs> di- dictating what everyone's doing. Yeah, 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 you're right. It's it's like kind of nice balance. Yeah. You know, obviously taking an interest and wanting us to progress and do well, but not kind of interfering and picking the team. Does it? I mean, it's eight, eighteen. Is it eighteen months they've been here now? It is, isn't it? Just over eighteen months. Yeah. Does yeah. it? Does it not feel like they've been here like for years now? Already, in, in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it doesn't for me. It feels like they're just getting started to me. Oh yeah, I, I see that side of it as well. But what it, it just seems straight away did just knew what they wanted to do. There was no hesitation. And then as soon as the pandemic came in, as soon as the pandemic happened, you know, a lot, a lot of clubs would be panicking and thinking, oh, shit, oh, shit. And, yeah. and with us, it was just, right, let's get some shit done. Let's, yeah. have, a, let's, have, a spring, <laughs> let's have a spring clean and get an infrastructure set up. <laughs> I don't, just listened back to last week's podcast earlier on, and I'm alarmed at how many times I said the word infrastructure. It's a good word. Good word. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like a word now. I've said it that many times. <laughs> it's right up there with Annex. And then Sesquipedillion. Oh, and gusset and moist. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> come on, Nick. Um, so, with, with, obviously, with these new players, and we've, we've still got the, the, some of the players, I won't call them legacy players, but the ones that, that, that were part of the championship team, do we think, or do you think that, that, that their days are numbered? Um, we've got a comment here. Um, it's John Wisegard. Uh, Sam Minion... Jordan Keane and Ash Palmer, are the, you know, are the days numbered for them? I don't think it is for Sam. No. 
I think he could go at least another one, maybe two levels up with us. I think he's got a massive part to play with us, especially if, as we mentioned before, we're going to be switching systems round. Yeah. Because as part of a back four, I'd rather have Minahan there and Salvin Hales on the right wing, as I said last week. Yeah, yeah. I think they've all got a part to play. Um, I think we mentioned it before, maybe mentioned it on the, the test stream the other day, that just naturally those players that uh, came up with us from the National League North will eventually you know, be, be, yeah. be left behind, for want of a better phrase. Um, I think... There's no reason why all those players can't move up into League Two with us. Um, after that, who knows? But certainly, certainly for the next season or two, they will be with us. I think. Are they the only three left? Inchliffe, Inchliffe, oh, Inchliffe as well. Yeah, course, course, course. Um, well, except in reduced roles, possibly. I mean, particularly in defence, we've got a lot of mouths to feed now. As I said earlier, um, Wood Palmer be happy with, with playing in that reduced role who knows but um, Keane kind of falls in the same category but he's a little bit more versatile and there you can play defensive midfield but um, yeah I think they all, they all can move up into League 2 um, Palmer, though, we'll see what happens they, after that Dave Philby makes a good point with Palmer obviously he was vice captain last season behind Hogan yeah with that re- it's, it's obviously going to be a reduced uh, reduced playing time for Palmer does he keep the, does he keep that vice captaincy? I think so. I think he's, yeah. he's, he's shown over the last what four or five years that he's a top professional. Um, I think it's, it's not just being a vice captain is not just about what you do on the pitch. It's about how you are behind the scenes in training, like what, how you how you keep how your attitude is when you're not involved in the squad. Uh, so I'd, I'd imagine he'll keep it, but I suppose we, there's been, there's been no announcement as of, so maybe it will just be a matter of you know. Keep the continuity. Hogan as captain, Palmer as vice captain. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right there, Nick. Spot on. Spot on with that. Yeah, they don't really. They don't normally announce captains and vice captains. Do they do it? Well, when do they do it? It's usually different, isn't it? That's a, that's a good point. Actually, I'm not really sure. I know. I know. Football manager. It's really late, isn't it? But yeah. that's 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 not real. But don't don't accidentally click on the don't accidentally pick the wrong guy though and then have to oh, take it off him because then it all kicks off. I know, yeah, no. Yeah, when your finger slips, oh no. Um <laughs> so comings and goings then, obviously we had Ali going out. Barkley is the only new addition. Again, I keep you know, with all these additions, I keep on looking at it and, and we will do a graphic of, of the squad depth. It's just unbelievable, isn't it? You know, yeah, I, all, all I can see, and maybe, maybe I'm, maybe it's because I've got my blue, blue, my blue tinted glasses on, and I only look at County's feed. I tend to look at others every now and again, but I see us signing really, really top quality players. I'm not seeing Knotts do that, or Wrexham, or any mm-hmm. of the others do it. All right, one or two in ones and twos, but not yeah. like what we've got. Well, I mean, we weren't that far off last season. I, I don't think our problems were really with personnel. I think it was more. You know, giving them more time to bed into the system, Rusk wanted to play. I think with a, with a pre season, much of the same squad, I think we'll be fine. Um, obviously, a couple of additions, but hopefully, we can uh, bank on Barkley. I, w- I would have thought he'd have joined Halifax. Oh, fuck off. I'm sure, I'm sure we can get a tumbleweed video. <laughs> 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 For these for these types of moments, um, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I like I like a lot of the, the piss boiling that we've been doing by signing these players as well. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. hilarious. Um, we there's been pointed out quite a bit recently, especially when we announced Barkley that. You compare Accrington and County, there's no comparison. I mean, the only difference is that there are a couple of divisions higher than us. Other than that, you know, other than that, we are, you know, a much, much more robust history, um, better behind the scenes infrastructure and everything in the history, and, you know, just, just better than them in pretty much every single facet, really. I think, I think the biggest thing for me, again, you know, versus Wrexham and, and Notts County and what have you, is we've, oh, all right, we lost, we lost against Hartlepool, but we went 18 games unbeaten at the end of last season. We've already got that, the nucleus of that winning team, that settled winning team. We just need to add a few bits and bats to it, which he's done. Well, hopefully he's done. When, you know, we'll find out when the season starts. Wrexham, clean slate, new manager. If he gets it right, fair play, but I can't see him, you know, they have to have a lot of luck. To get it right first time, Notts County have had half a season with their new manager. Yeah, it's looking good, and they've added to that. But they're still behind us, I think, in, in terms of where they are. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I just I, I do love the way we're pissed by you know boiling everyone's piss, and then you can tell it's about time. Yeah, it is. It's never. It's usually, <laughs> it's usually everyone boiling our piss, isn't it? <laughs> you know. I mean, so, when we're in the National League North, the main reason we boiled people's piss was when we talked about how many season tickets we sold yeah. or what crowd we got. That that was the main source of the piss boiling. But now it's because we've just got this squad where you look at it and think, fuck. You, you, know, you, you know you're boiling other fans' piss when you actually get a random tweet from uh, a Grimsby Town, a, a Grimsby Town uh, account. Let's <laughs> say, you know, you're, you're pretty confident, aren't you? Well, mm. yeah. Well, yeah. for all the reasons I've just explained. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but at no point have any of us said, oh, we're going to piss it. I think we're all being pretty reserved about it. I mean, yeah. we're, all, like, we're all excited, obviously, about the talent we've got available to us. But not. I don't think I've seen one county fan that said, yeah, we're going to piss it. And that's a very good shout from Jake as well. They had a, their second half of the season was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'll give you that. Yeah, I think they'll definitely. They were, in the, they were in the relegation zone, weren't they, when we played them at the start? I mean, they had some yeah, fantastic recovery. Yeah, I think they'll be up there, uh, definitely. Um, along along with Knotts and Knotts and Wrexham, I think. I think it'll be us four. I think for the neutral, it's going to be the most interesting national league season in a very long time. I think I think this is the most like football league size clubs that they've ever, they've ever had in this this, this uh, division. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think you're right. It, you know, I, I was talking to um, Matt on the Boundary Park Alert System earlier in the week, and he was saying if 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 Oldham dropped into our division, they'd be finishing some at mid table. You know, mid table, yeah. they won't be able to cope because of the amount of teams that are, you know, the, the amount of big teams that are in it, and and the, the type of money that we're all spending. Mm. Um. So yeah, Happy yeah, days. yeah. Um, we didn't like Sorry, Ross. I was just saying, like I said earlier, it's um, you, you're comparing uh, the teams that we are buying these players from against County, and in ninety-nine percent of the situations, County are just are just a bigger club, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, you can see why. I mean, obviously, there's a financial aspect, but you can see why the players, are, you know, are choosing to come to County. 
Oh, this is this is the conversation we had exactly twelve months ago when we signed Rooney. We had this exact same conversation. <laughs> we're, we're just a bigger club, you know. Bad Barrow yeah. is not the end of the world, but you can see it from there, like we said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, back, back to Barkley then. Sorry, I was just looking at some. <laughs> back to Barkley. Um, yeah, you know, we talked about signing. When when you when you consider that the, the size of that and Will Fish as well. Um, how did they look? Did they against Curzon? Did they stand out, Dave? Because obviously we've seen them against Lincoln last night, and you can't really tell off the stream. Um, yeah, um, Fish didn't play. He joined up on that on that oh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Barkley, yeah, looked really good, really composed, strong in the tackle. Um, yeah, just just a really really good defender. And and Fish does not look eighteen. If you look at his build. He's, he's not built like an if, if I look at myself when I was 18, I was a state. I mean, I'm a state now, to be honest. I was, I was even more of a state at 18. But, yeah, that depresses me, seeing like, he's 18 and involved in the England setup, And I'm I'm 34, and in about 10 minutes, I'm going to eat some cheese in a, micro, in a microwave cheeseburger. Cool. Yeah, it's, 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 it's mental how people's lives are different, isn't it? <laughs> well, he's a professional athlete, and you're... Cheese eating king, a cheese eating twat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Good stuff, and yeah, two weeks on Saturday. No, it's one week, isn't it? No, twenty first we kick off. So two so, weeks on Saturday. Who do who do we play next? When's Fleetwood then? Next Fleetwood's next. Next Saturday, Saturday isn't it? Yeah, oh, oh, good. I've, I've, I've just made plans with my dad and my nephew. I best uh, change them, aren't I? Because we're not playing Fleetwood. This, there's no fun day there this Saturday for my nephew, no. is there? No, no I best sort that out. Guys, what a knob. Is it Guysley on Saturday away? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah. Are you oh, yeah, of course yeah. you are. Last time I went to Guysley was when we were in the, in the north. And... Is that when it kicked off? No, no, I think it was the first time we played them. And for some reason, they had a shitload of summers beside her. That was out of date, and they were selling it for like fifty p a pint. Yeah, so I didn't, wa- didn't, didn't watch the game. About <laughs> <laughs> half six, thought we'll have a few of these, and thought, oh, staying in here. Can we take our pints out? No, he can't. Right, well, staying in here then. Sorted. Another four, please. Bar wench. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was that? What pub was that in? That was in the ground. That was, oh, was in the club. ground. That was oh, a clubhouse in the ground, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Stunning stuff, then. yeah. And I told Ryan McKnight to fuck off. So it was a great and day all great day all around for the Lee family. And it's not been open since the pandemic, has it? So Marvel well, the ta- they'll have a the shit. Ta- load. The pub. <laughs> they'll have a shitload of out of date side of there. Yeah, oh, you're in for a treat, mate. Marvellous. Your son's gonna have to roll you home. <laughs> if, I, if I ring you from Geisley Police Station on Saturday night asking you to bail me out, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have a whip round. You, you should stick the PayPal on the banner there, Russ. <laughs> yeah. well, that's a good idea. <laughs> what a great idea! Um, so yeah, two weeks on Saturday, dagging them at home. What do you reckon the attendance is going to be? Are we looking um, at eight? No. Russ? Oh, that's too ambitious. Not a chance. Down a bit. Our, our average pre-COVID was only what just under five thousand. Anyway, you can probably add five hundred to a thousand onto that. And I'm being ambitious there, so it'll be under six thousand. 
Do you reckon Dagenham will travel in good numbers, though? Your first away game no. you've been allowed to in 18 months? No. <laughs> I'm going to clear that up. I've answered that. Thank you. I mean, they, I mean to, to be fair, they, they don't, do they? So no, especially no, they don't. No. They're, they're not a massively well-supported club, no. um, with all due respect to them. So I don't, I don't think so. A um, few hundred, probably. Yeah. That's about it's a not a few West Ham fans will tag along for the night out. It's a, it is a bit of shit, though, isn't it? Because, you, you, you know, imagine getting rep, well, reps at home or not County at home on the opening day. Oh. Scenes. It would be, mm. That would be great. That's one of them that, where I just say to the missus, you, "You're not seeing me for a week, love." <laughs> going out. I'd like, I'd like to see the fixture list before they pass it on to the authority, you know, to the police and that, and they go, "Fucking no way, that's happening." No, <laughs> yeah. stop putting Notts County on the opening day. No, yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, just drag and drop that away into swap it into something else. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pretend we didn't see that. King's Lynn at home, that's better. Yeah, yeah. that'll do. Um, there's been a lot of there's a, a lot of talk about the season tickets, haven't they, and when are they arriving? Um I mean, it's still two weeks to go in my mind, so I'm not really gonna get um excited about it. Although, you know, it is it, it has been doing the rounds on on the on 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 the socials, should we say? Don't know what you two get, you two guys think. Uh, yeah. I'm not overly worried. It'll be a, it'll be a in good time, won't it? I mean, it, it could conceivably come the day before the Dagenham game, couldn't it? You know, you'd, you'd still have it in time. Yeah, it doesn't bother me because I'm a I'm a pay on the gate merchant. So, uh, it does bother me actually because if no one else gets their season tickets, it's just going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> And then everyone will be, and then it will it will start off a load of a load of piss boiling amongst the fans of other clubs because eh, look at Snapport, they've got one fan and it's a weirdo. <laughs> right, um, our guest is here. He's backstage. Right, well that is me done, chaps. I'm going to leave you, and okay. you can have a good. Ch- I'll, I'll I'll be tuning in while I'm making my tea, uh, get, getting cheese in my beard. Have a good one, and I will see everyone next week. Right. See you, mate. See you later. Bye. Very slow for me now. Give it a second. Welcome, Bill. Can you hear us? Hi, thank you very much. You okay? Okay, so we'd be delighted to have you on, on the first live episode of our podcast, our Scarf Bagara War, so it's claim to fame for you and us probably <laughs> that you that the um, so just, just a quick introduction, just a quick introduction. Then 260 appearances over nine years, uh, for county, and one of very few players to play all four games at Wembley. Yeah, sadly, we didn't um, win any of them, but yeah, <laughs> no, no, but. Um, do you know? I think Dave. Did you say there was six players? There is. There, there are oh. six. Yeah. 
Can you remember the other five, Bill? There you go. Question um, for you. No, then I'll, I'll have a good go. I think Gandhi Thorpe, Dave Frayne, Chris Bowman, Kevin Francis, Peter Ward, um, Lee Todd. And they all any missing? You got four there. You got four. Oh, Neil Edwards. No. No, Neil Edwards didn't. Um, Andy Priest, I wouldn't. Uh, no, you wouldn't start with No. So, no. Yeah, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what we'll do. If any of the uh, if anyone watching knows the other two, then let us know. There you go. Oh, Jim, Jim Gannon, obviously one of them. Yeah. Yeah, so just one more. What? Yeah, what, one so more. Are we, are we, are we one more out? Okay, uh, have a think. If anybody, if anybody knows, um, then do send us a message. Um, we have got live comments coming in and people are asking questions already Bill. so we'll get right. we'll get around to some of those um but first i just wanted to talk about you really and, and about your career and kind of like we do with every football form of football that we have on 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 the podcast just tell us about your early days really how you got into football from the start and you know how you um how you got your first professional contract and then how you signed for county yeah, um, I started off quite emotional. There's a lot there, really. I know. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, just playing local football with my friends, really, and what you work through that. Um, started playing with all the new team when I was 16. Um, fell out with it a little bit then, and joined up with Rochdale at 18, and then got into the Rochdale first team at 19. Uh, that's four years at Rochdale then. Came to stop, I think it was 85, 86. So a long time ago, and um, I said I had nine great seasons there. Played with a lot of fantastic football, and a lot of great people, and obviously a lot of the staff, um, Dan Bigara especially. And, you know, I think probably it was the biggest thing that turned Stockport around from where we were when he came in. Uh, to what they had, well, I know it's gone backwards since, but to get them up into the championship, I know Dave Jones took them up, but without Dan Bigara at Stockport, we would have ever we got there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, a fantastic so, climb from you know when, when I first joined Stockport in '85, '86. I think we had 13 players. I think mean, two were part time, and 11 others, and it made up of non-contract players. And that's, a, that's how it all started. Um, I was lucky that Les Chapman left Rochdale, and he went to Stockport, and he wanted me to go with him. He came and helped in Eric Webster '85, uh, '86, and I went back, went there, and never looked back. And the best. The best part of my football career by a mile. Totally enjoyed it. So I'm probably showing my age now, but did, did Bagara sign you? No, no. Uh, Eric Webster was took charge at the end of the season, uh, and Les Chapman came in to help him at the start of the 85 86 season. Uh, but it didn't last very long. Um, and then we got, to, I think it was Jimmy Melia who came in then, weren't it? Jimmy Melia came in, but. Um, that went backwards very, very quickly. Uh, had a right struggle uh, that season. And then Colin Murphy came in and pretty much rest. I think, off memory, I think we played 15 games and got six points. And Colin Murphy came in and did a fantastic job. Um, and at that stage, it was re election. He kept Stockport out of the re election. He, he did a fantastic job. I think he had two stints. He had two stints as a man who was Stockport Lower there. 
Um, but he was he was a fantastic manager as well, Colin Murphy. Um, when when he left, he had a little bit of a fallout, I think, with the board members at the time. Ace um, Hartford came in again. Ace Hartford, fantastic block. Um, I think he was a bit unlucky to lose his job. Um, I think he was a lot unlucky to lose his job when he did, but he lost his job and Danny came in after and like I said, everything went from a very, a very low position and he, he did a fantastic job. He really did. Yeah, very good. Um, one thing I just wanted to ask you, Bill. Um, yeah. October, 19, October 1988, I should say, um, you, left County to, you left County to join City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Air Strive was manager at the time. Um, and I mean, Manchester City then, they weren't where they are now, that is for sure. Um, they were a good club, and it, I suppose at the time it was a step up divisions wise. Um, City were in the old second division, when there were no Premier, the first and second division. So they're moving up two leagues. Um, but I don't know, I, wanna, I was never really sure about going. And after I'd been gone a week, I knew that I shouldn't have gone because at Stockport, I absolutely loved it and I loved the people around there, the fans and everything about it. Manchester City were a different ball game and I think the big downfall there, that the manager at the time was Mel Mitch and, and he did a good job because he got them up from the scene they went up in eight, the year I went 88, 89. He got them up, but it was Jimmy Frizzle who really signed me. I played under Jimmy Frizzle at Oldham as a youth team player. It was him that wanted me to go to Manchester City, but uh, it never really fitted in with Mel Merchant. So uh, it didn't last long. And I think within four weeks, I'd asked uh, for a transfer. And fortunately, Stockport wanted to go back. So it was a quick turnaround. I think I run it there in total about 12 weeks. So um, yeah. It was a short visit, you might say. Yeah, yeah. Thank, th thank God you did come back. No, no, I was happy to be coming back. Yeah, yeah. So, so was, in that transfer, was there, was there any money, or was it any money yeah. changing hands, or was it going really... back a long time ago? Uh, in modern day terms, but like, I think the overall transfer, I think City paid fifty thousand up front, and I think they had to pay another thirty thousand if I played so many appearances, which obviously I weren't there long enough to, to play that many. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Stop Stop got us back. I think for I think they paid thirty, so they, they made a twenty grand. In, in the 80s, it was quite a decent profit, I suppose, in, in a matter of three months and get to a week. So, yeah, it's yeah. not bad. And in, in, in interesting one, yeah. Probably the most profit we've ever made in, in such a short <laughs> space of time. <laughs> in a short space of time, yeah, yeah. A quick one, wasn't it? For sure. Yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah. I was glad to come back. Yeah, good stuff. Um, what the, those Wembley games then? What what? Um, I, know, I know we lost all four, but I don't I don't, I don't want to drag up drag it up too much. All the bad memories, but were, were there any sort of good memories from any of those games that you can take away? Any sort of standout moments for you? Yeah, there, there's some great memories. I mean, well, I think the first one I come up with is that uh, I think on the day uh, the day we played Wembley, the first one was Stoke, and that was the first time a foreign manager had ever led. Uh, an English team out at Wembley. Yeah. So I know it was a big thing for Danny, and I think it was a big thing for all the players as well because he took a lot of players and made them into better players. I think it's very, it's a lower level, but a very similar thing that Pep Guardiola is doing at City. I think everyone Danny brought into that club, he made a better player, and I think that's why 
there's so many people who still have a lot of affection for Stockport. I mean, I've sadly done it, passed away far too early, but um, he made it like a big family. Um, made everyone feel, you know, part of it, and, and he got it going. And yeah, a lot of the games, the actual going to the games, was, was such a big thing. Because you didn't, it was when they had the old Wembley gates, and when you pulled up in that first game, I think we played Stoke, I think we were 50 up there, 48, 49,000 in for that game. And you pull up when we get to the just open up. And it's what I remember from being a kid watching the FA Cup final there. Because mm. the only like, game of football in the year, the FA Cup final, when I was young. Um, and you used to see the teams going in, the Wembley gates opening up, and the coach driving in. And you walked in, and you did, like, as it came through, there's on the back of your neck just stood up totally. It was like, you know, what's this? And all the noise. They're mainly Stoke fans, because they're obviously a bigger club than Stockport at the time. But not still have really, haven't um, mm. the day I, I totally line when the ways you drove in, so it was, yeah, it was a great experience. And I, think, I mean, they get a lot of the games where I think they played pretty well in them all. I think uh, all four could have gone either way. Everyone were a close game, we lost each one by the odd goal. And yeah, the Peterborough one was a real biggest upset because we got back into that game, got it one apiece late on, and then we give the goal, the goal away in the last couple of minutes. We had a corner down it. We had a car an attacking car and ended up breaking and going scoring a goal in the last couple of minutes. So that, that was the absolute sickness of them all. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah all it was. Fans. Yeah, it was great. The fans when you went out on the pitch at the start, and the fans were all there. And those supporters on, you know, they always were great at Stockport. But uh, then one of the appearances were absolutely fantastic. They were. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to pick on something, pick up on something you said there about about Danny and him yeah. making players better um yeah. and it's one thing i noticed um about yourself really from when i first started going in sort of 89 and that yeah. progression over sort of five or six years there um yeah. yourself i mean you weren't the only one but um and i, I noticed then that you know you became a better, a better player more a more composed yeah. footballer uh, a better all-round player yeah no it did, it did a lot of people it gives you a bit of freedom to play as well because a lot of people, when you, as a defender, want you to defend and, you know, I'm not saying kick it in your head every time you get it, um, but a lot of them work really happy where you're bringing the ball out and taking it into midfield and, you know, trying to commit people. But he encouraged it, which, you know, was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it did give you, the, you know, a better chance to express yourself as a footballer rather than just, you know, defending, defending, like so. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think it did with a lot of people. Well, I think yeah. everybody that he, he did. Yeah. I think that kind of sorry, sorry, Bill. Yeah, I think that kind of segues into the, a question that we got earlier on, um, mm. Ross. Um, have you got it there? Yeah, yeah. I was just about I was just about to come in with it. So great minds think alike. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about we, we got asked to bring bring this up about sort of modern day defenders and 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 d defenders of, of your day and whether you appreciate the sort of defend you know defend defending kind of player now that's a more of a ball playing defender than maybe the the old style um kick lumps out of people with respect obviously it wasn't i know, I know i wasn't yeah. hacking around but you, can, you get what i mean yeah of course yeah yeah i, I mean you can't you know once in there as a defender you can't kick lumps at them and when i played when i first started playing early 80s and into 90s you could get away with one hell of a lot as a defender you could first two so challenges, you go straight through people and never like a free challenge before you get a bucket. I think defenders have had to change the game now. It's more about perhaps pinching the ball, and nicking the ball rather than cleaning through something because you can't do it. 
and just don't last it. You know, two minutes in football doing that now. But um, yeah, it, it, it did make a, a great difference when you got into that and the composure you could have on the ball and, and, and like play the ball rather than you know just kicking the ball as far as you could. Yeah. Would you like to play now though in the way that the game is now? Because it's all play out from the back, isn't it? That kind of thing. I think it, well. Yeah, I, th I think like you're saying, for a lot of years I played sub, I think it certainly suited my game for playing that now. Uh, but I would never, uh, a lot of people, it's a, it's a question we get asked a lot, wouldn't you like to be playing now? You know, mm. the wages and things like that. When I played <laughs> football, it was a good wage, but it was, it was like a, a good living wage, whereas people playing football now, even in the championship, you know, even in the championship, if you get into the premiership, you know, anyone with any sense, in two or three years in the championship, you should have made yourself, you know, safe for the rest of your life, you know, financial yeah. wise. Um, but I, don't, I, I would never change when I played. I, I think the era I played, um, the camaraderie ship with, with the lads that you're playing, you're all going for the same goals, you're all trying it. Whereas I think now, I don't think there's a clo closeness about players playing in the same team anymore. Um, we'd all, we, we play football. Um, We'd all go in the bar together, sit together, have a drink together and chat. And not, and not because you had to do that. We did it because we all got on with each other and you wanted to do that. I think, I think football's nowadays, and I'm not saying all of them, I think it's far more selfish. I think they're very much interested in perhaps the self rather than, you know, a lot of players are than the team, which, you know, I think the biggest thing, I, I think team sport, I'd much rather play team sport always rather than um, individual sport it's like when you play golf i'd much rather play in a four-man team or, or a better ball player of golf when you're playing with somebody else and you get the same enjoyment together whereas individually it, it's different you know it's um, yeah so yeah it, it, yeah it was great to do that, and play with people it, like that. it's interesting you mentioned the money i mean now the, the prize is that much that, that you're, you're right they are probably self too, too selfish that they want to reach those Championship and Premier League don't need to set themselves up and and not yeah. thinking about the uh, about the sort of team and, and and the glory with the team. We've got a question in from Billy Stanier. <laughs> um, this is we 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 were going to touch on this anyway, weren't we, Dave? About, yeah, yeah. About you being a decorator and yeah. And did you did you do that part time and and play part time? And how did how did that work when you were at County? Yeah. Um... I had a, it's called part-time part contract all the way through. I was at Stockport. And right. I used to train at least two days a week, usually three. In, in relative terms, the other lads would only do one extra day. So I was conscious of that. And it's one of the reasons I left City because I fell out over that. And, but it was, <laughs> I wasn't actually painting. I was doing, my dad started the painting business in 1970, which is still going now, thankfully. And since playing football, I've done that full-time ever since. And, but I always worked in it, and you know, it was one that I totally enjoyed doing that as well. So I didn't really want to leave that and just play football at that level then, because relative-wise, you were getting two good incomes coming in at the same time. So it was good financially-wise, but it was good enjoyment. And the thing with being a professional footballer, they get that much free time. And they still do nowadays, but we, when you're training, when I was training, you train at 10 o'clock in the morning, by one o'clock, You'd finished, you know, unless you had a game the same day. Or, so you finished. So you had a lot of spare time, and I think 
for some players, it was a good thing if they wanted to go and play golf or do things with the family, you know, great. But I think it was very tempting for a lot of players to go down to the pub or to go, you know, ver various different things like that, bookies and that. And it did happen a lot that through the 80s and 90s that a lot of people did. And um, I think too much spare time for anybody when you're young enough like that. Sometimes yeah. not a great thing. Yeah, I think some players, especially when they're young and they've got lots of money, they tend, you, you yeah. see it all the time, don't you? Just you They do. just fall off the rail, go off the rails, don't they? And down yeah. back paths and what have you. Yeah. It's a very um, tempting thing, isn't it? Because if, especially young players who are playing football now in, in the Premiership at 20, 21, 22, getting paid that much money, they're millionaires at 21, 22, aren't they? So yeah. they haven't got, I think, I don't think a lot of them have got the same desire to keep pushing and pushing. I'm not all by a long way, there's a lot with a lot of desire. But there's a lot who'll just be quite happy picking the wage. It's quite a lot of players who've done it at United in the last few years. And um, I do go watching United now as well. Um, quite happy just to not play on a Saturday and pick yeah. up 100, £150,000 a week, which you can't really knock on United. If, if a club gives you a contract, you know, they're wanting to give you that contract. If you're not giving the team, you're not giving the team. So, but it's, I don't think it's healthy thing for sure. You know. no. I'm not saying. The wages now because we didn't get it, it isn't I, I think there's got to be some sort of uh i'm not saying a wage cap but some sort of sensibility with it clubs can't continue playing 100 150 pounds a week you know, i think it's happened in spain now clubs are never i'm not saying they're bankrupt but you've yeah. asked one of me on madrid's now they pay that much to messes and people like that in wages they're financially crippled aren't they yeah in, in yeah, the, end, the, clubs, the clubs are more important than any player you know yeah Definitely. Was was there ever a point for you where you thought you had to do one or the other? Uh, no, no, I, I was happy doing both. Uh, I, I could manage doing both. Um, it, I think if I'd have been struggling to get in the team, thankfully I didn't really. Uh, I was always, always playing really. Um, yeah, I might have done it then, but it, you could manage it and you could manage it back. I think the, the people probably did stuff for my wife and two young kids at the time because I was either footballing it out or I was looking it out so the first two kids I had didn't really, really I didn't really see much of them growing up so I had to rely on the wife for doing that so <laughs> she did a great job so and um, it worked out well. Good stuff. Uh, just one, one, couple, one thing I wanted to mention about that time when Danny Bagara was manager. <clears throat> yeah. It's something I like to, to, to pull up now and again, is that we averaged 76 goals a season under Danny Bagara. Yeah. Just, just ridiculous. I mean, for a team that finished fourth, second, fifth, sixth and fourth while Bagara was manager, just yeah. really good. Uh, and I remember us playing some, some wonderful Wonderful football, um, some really aggressive, really, um, really quite neat and technical at times, but also being able to mix it up as well and, and be a little bit more direct and a little bit more physical. But we also conceded over 50 goals on average in the season as well, which, again, for a team that was uh, making the playoffs and getting promoted, it is yeah. quite a lot, quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's surely one of them. I think we played it quite open. And, and scoring 76 goals but when you do play quite open you're going to concede goals as well yeah. <laughs> that's 22 situation really isn't it um, yeah players going forward 
generally the other team are going to break onto and they will score goals. But um, I'm surprised it was 50 because we had some good goalkeepers while we were at Stockport. I mean, Neil Edwards, especially, fantastic goalkeeper. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we had a lot of good defenders when I first started. Andy Thorpe, club legend, not record games, played everything, right? And, uh, so, yeah. We had some cracking foot, you know. Lee Todd, Darren Knowles, really good fullbacks at that time. And I know it changed a bit after other players came in, but. I think with having David Frayne and Peter Ward, they were probably, well, they were, they were the two best midfield players but I, I ever played behind. I think them two going forward were absolutely fantastic. And they created a lot of goals and scored goals as well. They were, yeah, yeah. And obviously, you've got Kevin Francis in your team. You're, uh, I think you're always going to score, at that level, you're always going to score a lot of goals. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. His goal scoring record, I think, he'll have a bit beaten at Stockport for sure. Yeah, so. Yeah, and I remember you know Fran Franey and Wardy playing in that midfield over yeah. over sort of um when did Wardy come back ninety one? Um he came from Rochdale a bit later, Pete, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. He came from Rochdale as well. Well Danny managed at Rochdale, didn't he? Generally, but yeah. the best place to stop but over <laughs> Chris Beaumont as well. Chris Beaumont, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, like I say, I remember those two playing in midfield and um Particularly for the level we were at, they were just immensely, immensely gifted footballers. Absolutely, you know, br brilliant pass of the ball, could both hit a free kick. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, just, just really good. They're excellent because when you think at the time playing in our league, you had Stoke City, obviously been up to Premier League since so the Burnleys, Port Vale's. There are a lot of Swansea. There are a lot of teams that have, we played in the same league as, and we're beating, beating them regularly. We've ended up in Premier League. Mm. It just shows, you know, and a lot of those have paid a lot, lot more for players than what we had. And at that time, Stockport didn't really play for players. They were free transfers or a few thousand. Uh, but we were playing against teams where they were signing players at 150, 200,000. So it, it, it was. Mm. I think a lot of that was the way Danny coached the team and got everybody playing together and playing for each other. You know, I, think, you know, I think we played against a lot of probably better footballers than what we were at the time. But we, we always fared well against them because we wanted to win a lot and we you know, put ourselves out for each other. And that was it. And something instilled with our you know, with our lads in the team. Yeah, yeah, like like you said earlier, it's kind of that that um the, the camaraderie, the you know, the the, oh. the team element of it and and the way that Danny kind of brought everybody together to make it, you know, a really like a big family. Yeah, definitely did. And I think it went right through the club. It wasn't just, just Danny with that. I think the so many good characters at the club, and I think quite a few spots. I know Steve Ballis is still there, obviously. People like that, but that's what makes a football club. You've got people in the back background like that, uh, you know, like the kit man, Bish, people like that. It, it was just everyone were there together. Um, yeah, so I'd say as well, I think Danny had good back in his especially at the start. John Saints, I think, was you know, I think he benched off him and he, he played a straight part, or Danny had go a bit the other way. And obviously, James Bronze <laughs> as well. He came in a little bit later. Uh, the one unfortunate one I would say that Paul Jones, he was like coach at one stage, weren't it? Um, but yeah, he did that well when he was playing. He got back in playing in the first team, and then he chose to just take it on as a playing role rather than a coaching role. And I think he missed out with that because Paul Jones is another one. I think I'd love to play with him uh, in his prime because he, he read the game so well. He was an excellent player, but. I think he'd probably 35, 36 by the time he came to Kenton, weren't he? 
So uh, after that playoff final against Burnley, um, yeah. if I've done my research right, that was your last game at County, is that right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 Um, so, so what happened there? Was it just a kind of end of contract or, or I don't know. what yeah, happened there? Well, end of contract. They did offer me a contract to play the year after. If we had gone up into the, that we're going up to the championship at that stage, if we'd have gone up to the championship, I'd have definitely done another year. But I'd, um, I think that year was one of the least games I've played in the season. I think it was only about 27, 28. I had a lot of injuries. I was, 30, I was coming to 35 at the time. And it was like looking, thinking it might be time just to, you know, you've had enough and that, that was it. Like So I'd had a great, had a great run at it. So I think I'd done 13 nearly 14 years playing so yeah but he got a love to go in the championship and have another year and, and say we're waiting that but um wasn't to be and uh, especially because i've i've lived in rochdale just outside of rochdale and life and burnley is like the biggest club from just over the hill near where we are so losing to them was uh twice as bad as losing to anyone else really to a lot of the people i know and i grew up with at school and everything there's a lot of Burnley fans, so uh, <laughs> didn't go didn't go down too well that one. Yeah, uh, and your not that you scored that many, but your last goal for County was like a Cardiff at home that same season. Uh, right. Towards the end of the season, quite a memorable yeah. game that we were two 0 up in yeah. and ended up drawing two each, yeah. where we just kind of lost a little bit, a bit of momentum, ran out of steam a little bit towards the end of that season, yeah. but. Um, just shows you that I'm just doing my research. No, you've done, you've done. <laughs> yeah, I think at that stage of that season, I think we had a really good chance of getting automatic if we great. Yeah, we did. As well, then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mentioned it when we spoke to Darren Ryan um, before and Andy Priest as well that yeah. that season, that 93 94 side was, was just really good, just primed just to, just to make that sort of final push. We'd been in the playoffs a couple of years before and, and we were yeah. just ready. And we were just so good either side of Christmas yeah. that season. Um, it yeah. was just ridiculous. Uh, but yeah. we ran out of steam in the end, I think. I think, um, I think part of that as well, I think the club, clubs that were going against were bigger clubs, really, and bigger squads. I think from we did all the time at Stockport. Like I mentioned the other on, we started with 12 or 13 players. But I think we probably only ever went to about 16, maybe 17, of what you call regular, going the first team. Um, I think other clubs have probably more like 21s, 22s. And I think it does help towards the tail end of the season if you've got a bigger squad, you've got a bit more quality and depth. So, so, yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's been a great one to go up on that season as well. Like I say, we were very close at the end, weren't it? But, yeah, it was a long journey home, put it that way. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's only so much you can bridge with... Um sort of team ethic, camaraderie and coaching, yeah. isn't it? At the end of the day, even, even you know, throughout football, throughout the years, it's money talks, isn't it? And stature of clubs and, and that kind of thing. So uh, just after after that last game for County then, did you play anywhere else? Did you go down the leagues or did you just literally... No, start? no, no, I've, um, no, I, I just, um, I think I played any football probably about six months. I just went back to playing with my mates and a little bit of, I played with them uh, before I started playing at Rochdale regular, uh, went back playing with that, just in a Sunday league. Just, uh, which was nice to do, just nice to relax. 
yeah, and you could play with your mates. I didn't really see a lot of my mates through your football career because I was I was either working or at football, so you missed out on a lot of that. So it'd be nice to play. So I played up to like 40 doing that. Right. Ended up playing in Vets football for being 53, 54. So I only packed that in about five, six years ago. So yeah, no. Do you, do you not do you not stand out like a sore thumb though? You no, know, when you when you went playing with your mates, Sunday League, you must have everyone must have known you in the league and thought, oh Jesus, we got Bill Williams <laughs> playing for them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was good. We, we did have a good team because the little bit of team that I played in, when getting into like the, won the Lancashire Cup against all there and Championship Champions as well, got into the final like that twice. So yeah, it was a good side anyway. They were all good players that played in it as well. So. It did, you know, some really good footballs in that as well. Yeah, you, you sounded modest, to be honest, Bill. I, <laughs> I, I, I played Sunday League football in, in Stockport District, and if there was a player who, would, who, who was um, even sniffed at semi-pro or something, everybody knew who he played for, and everyone was shit scared of him, basically. So you, you've come from like, the third tier of English football into Sunday League. It must have been, it's been quite a thing. Yeah, imagine that you you know you're a little bit on goal when you're playing playing Sunday League and, and you're a striker um, exactly, <laughs> and and you you walk on the pitch and there's Bill Williams. Oh gee, no, <laughs> just not, you're not going to get the ball. You might as well just turn around and go home, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was quite a good standard actually. They were still Sunday League at that time, but yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was good. Good stuff. Did I did I hear right before that you you were a United fan? Yeah, well. That, that, I went watching United when I was seven year old. That was 1967, 68. Uh, there were a lad who used to work for my dad, uh, a painter, and he took us to a game. Bobby Chart was playing, George Best, Paddy Crewe, and you could run through them all. And I went watching the game. So after that, I'd always supported United as a kid. Seven year old, you'd seen that, and that was it, really, weren't it? You never going to support anyone else. Right, okay. So, um, Dropping the equipment. I can remember going watching the, was it 2008 when Stockport went up, the fifth game at Wembley, should I say, when Stockport went up when we played Rochdale, weren't it? Yeah. yeah. And I went watching the game with all my mates who were all Rochdale fans. Right. <laughs> family went as well. And they're all like, well, who are you supporting? Stockport, simple as that. So, what do you mean you've lived in Rochdale? Like, good man. All your life, 40 odd years. Like, I said, no, I said, as a football team, I always support Stockport over any, anybody. And I still yeah. do now. You know, I do go and watch United as well, like that. But my first result I, I will look for every week is Stockport. It always, it always will be because, you know, I, I had nine great years. That, you know, the people yeah. at the club, you know, like I said, there's still people there now that were there when I was there. And, you know, it's fantastic. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to ask, what do you what do you make of what it is like now, you know, with the, with the takeover, the investment and the squad and everything that's happening around the club. Do you, do you get back much, obviously, pre-COVID? Yeah, I'll always get back to at least two or three games a season. They always invite you back. It's just that type of club, that's what I say. It's such an only club, and they always look after ex-players, you know, invite them back to games. And you know, It's always great to come back. You, see, you still see a lot of people who are there. You know, I've, I've finished in 95, and it's like 27, 28 years. But there's still people there who were there when I finished. So it's mm. uh, great memories when you go there. Uh, but yeah, I... I Hope, well, I was hoping last year, obviously, to get in the playoffs and then go out the way they did in the end and just miss out on it. It was sickening. I think the way they've invested, and I know they've spent money on players this close season again, haven't they? So, 
you know, fingers crossed. I think that they'll have a good chance they can do it this year innit? and get back in the league where they belong, innit? That's what all Stockport fans want, innit? It's, uh, it, it was so sad. Every time they kept going down, you know, I, I, like looking and it, it, you know, it does it sickens you because it's a big part of your life and you want them to do well. You know, and, you know, fingers crossed we can get back up this year. And, you know, and I think yeah. the investment carries on. Hopefully, plan for league two again, innit? It's got to be the, the overriding thing. The public, the fans. Another thing I said, I mean, Stockport fans, you know, I'm not saying it just because I'm an ear, I think Stockport fans are the best fans I've ever seen. And, you know, and that, you know, I'd always say, the way they got on with the players and everything, superb, you know, right the way through. I think the crowds that they've got, even in the years they've gone down now, and obviously I live in Rochdale, so I'll always look at Rochdale's crowd. And Stockport getting twice as many, playing like three leagues lower at one stage, weren't it? the pulling that Stockport I've got because when I first started all the games nearly all the home games were on Friday nights and it it was a fantastic atmosphere on a Friday night playing there because I used to get quite a few of the City fans from that side of Stockport who come watching on a Friday night and they were great the Friday night games I'll always remember the old wooden stands at the back of each door and it was a pop end and that but yeah great times Stuff. We've got a, we have got a couple of questions in for you. I think you might, right. you might again you might know these people if you do. That's fair enough. Who's right. the best player you've ever? Who's the best player of all time in your opinion? Is that Stockport time? Or are we going? In- uh, well, let's let's go with let's let's do two. Let's go with all time ever, and then who you think? Who is the best player you played with then or against? Played. Best player I've played with probably. If I went for I'll, I'll do it in two. I got I go for I went for a centre half who I played with. I said like two people. I'd say Mickey Flynn when he came. He was fantastic. I think if we'd have it at the right age, I was just finishing my career when he came. He was coming into his prime. I think that's probably the best central defensive partnership could have played him. But I think Paul Jones. Well, only playing with him for half a season, I learned so much off him because he played at Bolton in the top league and everything like that. He's, you know, part of, had a great time playing with him as well. But as a Stockport player, if, if I'd say, you've got to go with Kevin, on because he, he carries Stockport forward so much like that. But again, I mentioned two through, like you mentioned already, Dave Frayne and Peter Law, I think it was you know, fantastic players. I think of all time players that I've, I've actually seen and watched, I've watched more of them really. And, I'd, I'd probably go back to when I was younger, much probably Bobby Charlton. I'd go, right, Bobby Charlton. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it was the first main impression on me when I when I was a young lad. So, um, yeah, and I was fortunate to play against him in a testimonial game at Rochdale in the early eighties. So, yeah, so yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To play against you mark, him. Were you marking him then? Yeah, no, he. He was just strolling around midfield, knocking ball all over the show. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, he must have been in his 40s, like, and I think it, I were only like 19, 20, so it was like Bobby Chapman, same pitch. So it was a, yeah, that was quite special, that. That is pretty special, to be fair, isn't it? Wow, it was, yeah, good story, good stuff. Yeah. Um, got another thing as well, t- 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 well, this shouldn't test your memory. Um, red cards. <laughs> Did you ever get a yeah. red card? And how many do you think you'd get? Um, no, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get quite a few now. I think I only had, I, 
one red card at Rochdale and a red card after the game, which is quite a uh, Scott <laughs> played Rochdale and um, someone I've mentioned earlier on, Peter Ward was playing for Rochdale at the time. And I think we've been winding each other up for a big part of the game. At the end of the game, we had a bit of a tear to tear on the pitch and then he ran off down the tunnel, chased him down the tunnel and knocked him flying in the tunnel. So I got <laughs> in the tunnel. <laughs> and I ended up in, in the police uh, car in, in the. Uh, had a little office on the side and ended up going in there and, and got arrested and got an FA ban for that. But And after that, when he, like, I always remember Danny Begara calling him into the office, called the captain at the time, and called me and says, uh, says, I've got something to tell you. I said, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, um, I'm getting, bringing a player. He says, but I don't think you'll like it. He says, why? He said, uh, so he's from Rochdale. I said, uh, Peter Wildlife. So I'm not bothering. It's not to do me. You bring in like that, and uh, and he was a cracking character. What he wanted, and he, he did the same when he came to the club. He was brilliant at winding people up on the pitch. That's for sure. He, he could jolly lad, weren't he? Funny lad as well. Yeah, he became great friends as well. We still still have family wise with him. He's a, he's a top lad, but that particular day he just went me up a bit too much. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Did you, yeah. So you, you got arrested? Is that because is that because the incident happened off the pitch? Yeah, they were arrested. The ref, referee came in the uh, in the re, in the where the police were in the in the uh, mm. in their room, and he sent me off after the game. He, he'd seen it. In the, well, I think one of the linesmen had seen it in the tunnel. So it was. Uh, I think I got I got about five game ban, and I think Danny fined us a week's wages, and I think you know, fined off the FA as well. So. Mm. Did you pay the FA fine? Sorry. Did you pay the FA fine? Yeah, the FA fine. Yeah, I mean, the club. Yeah, yeah. So I think it, it wasn't a fortune, but it, yeah, it was. It was that. There you go. You do so things at times, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. No, that's been great. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. We had we did have a lot of comments through, uh, just saying, you know, how, how, how sort of good you were. Um, one of our good friends who's a shoe sh who collects shirts says, "Can you have a look at the shirt? That's on the shirts that are on your walls. Um, you might want to buy them off probably if the match was." I, I was going to ask that. Is that your Wembley shirt? That'll be your shirt. Oh, the one in the yeah, back on here. I've only got um, one up, one stop, one up there. Yeah, that was the um, Burnley game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's well. My son did it, our Harry's the youngest lad. Um, he did it as a birth birthday present, I think 50th birthday. Well. Um, he got and got it. I didn't realize cause I've got all my shirts upstairs, but he got and got it framed and got it as for a 50th birthday present. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's got some shirts that the uh, that bad, hasn't he? Jeez, I've oh. seen his collection when he's having my mind. Yeah, <laughs> down the club, weren't he, with the, all the shirts that he got from there? That's it, yeah. He's always yeah. on the front. So I'm sure we'll be messaging you on Twitter tonight to yeah. see what you've got. See which ones we've got. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Good. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming on. And, and maybe one day you will, you'll, we'll get you back on and, and talk some more footy. Great. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Cheers, Phil. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Thank you. Thank Thanks you much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So, yeah. Bill Williams. You'll never beat Bill Williams. You'll never beat Bill Williams, yeah. Cracking. Um, 
thanks for all your comments coming in there. We will get more guests on, obviously, as as, as, the, as the time goes on. And if, you, if you've not seen this this before, uh, you know this is this is new. The, the, the live bit is new. We've been we've been a podcast since 2015. Though we've had flinny has been on. You know, we've had um, John Kieran, Sam Minion, all sorts of players. Uh, Danny Lloyd was on. Gary Stockford. So we do tend to get people from the club and players if we can. Um, and just generally talk about county. So um, thanks, thanks for watching and listening. If you're listening to the podcast um, in the morning or the following days, um, we, we could get Nick back on now, couldn't we? But he's gone, so we could. Him. But we can just sit here chatting about him. <laughs> yeah. While he's sat there eating his cheese, watching us. We can. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably a good place to stop it. Um, and, and end the show and yeah just thanks to everybody for, for, for listening and watching it's been it's been a really good first episode what do you think Dave? Yeah yeah I really enjoyed it yeah really enjoyed it good stuff right well we'll close the uh, close the feed and thank you thanks everybody for your comments and, uh, and watching cheers see you now see ya Scarf Bagara War. Written, edited and produced by Russ Johnson, Nick Lee and Dave Long. For more information, visit www.scarfbagarawar.co.uk. Thanks for listening. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants. 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.